Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We are re- we are coming back to Circe by Madeline Miller. Uh, okay, we've read up to chapter 20. Read up to chapter 20. Um, don't get spoiled if you haven't read up to chapter 20 yet. But first, uh, so Dan, I moved last week. Uh-huh. And I have a, qu- I have a quick little rant about Ooh. something. Ooh, that, a, moving, that I wanna... a moving rant. Yeah, those are always fresh. Those are always fresh and hot. <laughs> so my old apartment had a stovetop, like one of those glass stovetops. Mm, very nice. Right? They're very nice, but they're, they don't heat up well, so they're not like great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Easy to clean, mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. My new apartment has one of the little, the little coil thingies. No, you know? dude. I already know what this is. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and and here's the frustrating thing that all of you already know that I'm about to say. Why can we not get these things flat? They're never ever 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 flat, my guy. Who is making these? It's got to be so easy to make it flat. <laughs> like I just give me a little slot that lines up that I can slide it into. Somehow there's always a slot that's like way off to the side where it's like, I can't get in there. What are we doing? Who designed this? Luke, I feel this deep in my bones because I've lived in a house for three years where only one of the burners is even really usable because the other ones, you know, maybe you're trying to fry something up with a little bit of oil. Okay, it's all on one corner of the pan. Mm. You got to rotate. Yeah. Then you have to like rotate every 10 seconds. We don't love that. And so there, I live with three other people. So if somebody's cooking dinner, it's like, oh, you're using the burner. Well, I'll just wait <laughs> for an hour and a half to cook my food. It's miserable. I have no idea who invented these. It's like, it's for sure the worst possible option for a stove. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. I'm actually moving as well this week, and the place I'm moving into, gas burners. Always flat. Always flat. This is like a essential need for a for a range top is that's for a, it to be flat. God. Like, okay, everybody knows that gas is like the best for cooking. And I I like to cook. But I I feel like my needs are so low. Just give it, give me something flat. That's all I want. Here's why I think these exist. I think they exist primarily in rental properties because the property manager is like, mm, I can say this is a kitchen if it has an oven in it. And the oven's got to have a range top on it, of course. So I can put that on the advertisement. So like, yeah. Somebody will live here. It's got a stove. Sure. But I'm not going to mention <laughs> that three of the four burners are just tilted at 45 degrees. No, I'm not going to say that. And if you try and bend them, and if you try and bend them to the right degree, they no longer make contact with the electrical points anymore. So you just <laughs> they just don't turn on. They were designed to be angled. That's the thing. Like... It would be so easy to make them flat. Mm. This, I just, 
I wonder, like, do you think we're missing some essential piece of cookware that's designed to be used at an angle? That would be something. Like, is this our fault is, I think, what I'm starting to come around to. Well, I was going to say maybe there's some kind of some kind of life hack that gets those things flat that we're missing. You know, like give me a little give me a little 15 second video that I watched three ads beforehand so that I can figure out what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Using like hot glue and popsicle sticks. Exactly. How do I hack my range top so it's flat? If, L- listeners, if you've got if you've got an idea on how to do this, please let me know. Because like we're treating stovetops as interchangeable, and they're so not. No, they're for sure not. For sure not. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know what? Speaking of being trapped in a terrible situation, let's talk about Circe. <laughs> let's talk about Circe. Like I said, up to chapter 20. Um, we left off last time after she went to her sister's place and helped her give birth to a monster. To the Minotaur. Surprise. Spoilers, I guess. (laughs) If you weren't aware. I actually, something that I was not aware for this is the origin of the name Minotaur. Mmm. Right? Because... I didn't realize that the origin of the name Minotaur is just because Minos, Minos, however it's pronounced, Uh like wanted it to be his thing, right? I thought that, I actually thought, I actually thought that Minotaur was like already a word. I know this is dumb. I know it is. For some reason, I thought that Minotaur was like already a thing. And they were just like, oh yeah, that's a Minotaur. (laughs) Luke, you thought, yeah, you thought Minotaur was a word like dolphin or like fish. <laughs> and and so they, seriously brings this thing out and she's like, oh, you, you made a Minotaur. Nice. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I thought Minotaur was a word like unicorn is a word. Okay. Wait, Luke, you don't know about King Uni? <laughs> And how his wife had sex with an ear of corn. The, the the issue is that unicorn makes sense. It means one. Wait, one. Wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah, one corn. Tell me about that. I thought I was thinking horn, but it's corn. Why is it corn? Where are we? Okay, 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 okay. Back up. Um, yeah, the name Minotaur comes from Minos. Interesting to me. I didn't know it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool to know. Mm-hmm um bold also bold choice like Circe definitely explains why minos chose to call it the minotaur so he could kind of own it Mm -hmm. but it seems like everybody knows that's not his right it seems like everybody knows the king didn't make that thing right so very bold move to be like, you know what? I'm going to own it. I'm working it. <laughs> Especially think of all the people that live in your kingdom who have to donate like a hundred young people to get eaten by this thing. The king's like, yeah, I named it after me. It's pretty chill. <laughs> right. I, I feel like this was an effort to like take back the name that that is just not well thought out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it definitely gives him cred outside of his country, right? It gives him cred with, like, the gods a little bit and with foreign kingdoms. But with your own people, it's like, mm, maybe call it evil, bad, scary guy <laughs> that nobody likes. That, that we hate. Not, this is my creation that you guys have to feed with your bodies. Yeah, maybe not the best PR move for your people. But I mean, I don't know. Who's, hey, hey, I'm not the lead. I'm not the king, so I don't. I don't have experience with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert. So who, who's to say? You know, who's to say? Yeah, that's a good point. It sounds like Minos is incredibly qualified to be <laughs> to be king. So good call. Good call with that one, Lou. Speaking of being incredibly qualified, uh, how are we saying? Okay, Daedalus. Daedalus? Yeah, let's go Daedalus. Daedalus? Uh, you're, he's just like the best at every form of like craftsmanship. Yeah. That's why I'm impressed. It's incredible. This dude is over here revolutionizing the loom on like his first try. He does the loom. He's like, I'm going to make a cool cage for this monster. And then I'm going to build a maze. And then I'm going to build cool wings. <laughs> what can he not do? I think I think this... Okay, this is the reason that he's the best at everything. It's because, like, they're not specializing. So every craftsman is going through the lessons for every craft. And, like, Dautilus is the only one that can, like, get it all. If... You would just have people that were specific for certain things, then like you might get better at those things instead of just relying on Dautilus to do everything. Right. Instead of having just general craftspeople where they just have to do anything that you want of them, have like, hey, my name's Herman the Sculptor, and I just do sculpture specifically of specifically of trees. <laughs> or shrubs occasionally but just those two things i do them really good don't ask me to do anything else it's like okay i know what your limitations are i've got this specific need for a tree sculpture i want a cool maybe a cool statue in my front yard tell people that a god turned my wife into a tree and then turn it into stone and then i can go you know throw her off a cliff somewhere <laughs> i think that's how a lot of greek stories go right <laughs> You've pretty much written right there. But yeah, I mean, you you can't go tell Herman the Sculptor to be like, hey, I actually want my ceiling to have a window in it. Can you go do that? And he's like, I don't know how to do that. Off the, like, I went to sculptor school. I can do sculpture. Get Dautilus in here who apparently knows everything. And you know what else you're not doing? With Herman, the tree sculptor, you're you're for sure not saying, hey, so I just gave birth to a monster and I need you to just help me keep it, keep it quiet for a little while. Can you do that? No, you have to go to Daedalus or you get your monster craftsman. How <laughs> is there not an industry craft. about this yet? I don't get it. I, 
The other thing is, can we free up Dautilus to focus on one thing? You know? Like, okay, great. You can build a loom and a maze and a cage. I want an iPhone, please. (laughs) Give him like an hour to focus on just an iPhone and it's done. It'll revolutionize your workflow, okay? (laughs) An hour and you get an iPhone. Tops. An hour tops, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. Daedalus. Also, why do you send Daedalus on an errand mission? <laughs> what is he also the greatest captain? <laughs> I get that you needed some cred to get Circe to actually like come with you. But maybe he just like makes her a cool gift and sends that. That's what yeah, he's good like at. a little spice cabinet. She would love a spice cabinet. Incredibly useful. It's a very thoughtful gift. Rotates. It's got little labels on there so you don't misplace anything. It's great. Easy. She's coming to help out if you send her that. For sure. I mean, just... Incredibly underutilized Daedalus. Um, and a bummer. A bummer how that ends up. Although, like, Daedalus doesn't really eat it. You know what I mean? It's his, it's his dumbass kid. It's just his son. So not that yeah. big of a bummer. Yeah. Like, who? why are you flying so high, buddy? Who? Why are you risking this? I think I put, I put feathers on with wax. Yeah, but, like, that's not a very good thing that you built if it's just like oh (laughs) you can fly a little too high and then it it completely catastrophically fails you know what i mean i mean okay 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 on a certain degree yes but i feel like if you if you clearly say the specifications of your wings where you're like it can go up to a height of uh feet you go higher than that it's going to go bad. Then, like, great, great job, Daedalus. Great, that's awesome. You made wings. That's incredible. I won't go above 5,000 feet. But if you, if, you, if you promise that you can go higher than that and you can't, then that's a problem. Okay. That's fair. Do you, do you think he... And he's got to have told his son, right? Hey, man, I made these cool wings. They will allow you to fly like a bird. Okay, you will be flying like an eagle. Just don't go, ooh, but how do you... Okay, is he also building like an altimeter, Luke? Come on. Okay, that's fair. Ooh. And then what does he say? Just like, hey, son, just always stay below me. That, that'll be it. Just like, you know, I'll be the height. Don't go above me. It's too I mean, many yeah. rules. It's too many rules, Luke. And he just wants to fly free. Daedalus should have known better. I blame Daedalus for this one. Give your kid a life jacket. <laughs> he fell in the ocean. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either That's that fair. or his kid just like didn't wasn't really cut out for it. Like I mean, yeah. Like he his kid his uh, his kid is clearly not another Daedalus. Right? No, certainly not. So I'm going to say good riddance. (laughs) 
yeah, he's, he's all- over here wasting one of the only two wings because he wants to go a little higher. That's on you. He's holding Daedalus back, and you know what? Yeah, good riddance. We're over it. If Daedalus didn't have the kid, he'd be out of there in like 10 minutes, but instead he's waiting for his kid to be old enough to fly out of the nest. Uh, he didn't He didn't make it. Now Daedalus can completely focus on perfecting his wings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's where, I, that's where I'm landing on this issue. I'm, I'm glad we've taken the the reasoned approach to this, the reasonable approach. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a technical question, Luke, that might not have a good answer. Circe is, she goes back to her island. She's chilling. All these nymphs show up for some reason. And it's like, guys, you, you know, she's like exiled here, right? This is pretty rude. Whatever. Cersei's lioness has little baby lions. Okay. Okay, there's two possibilities for how that happened. And I can't tell which one it is. One, there are other lions on this island. And Cersei has just, like, created a super intelligent lion that's willing to just, like, go back to the other lions and, like, yeah, okay. Let's hang out for a little bit. Or two, Cersei found a way to artificially inseminate her lioness. Okay. I don't think there are other lions on the island. I So I'm assuming that there are. Because, like, otherwise, where did she find the... What, you, you think there was just one lion yeah, on the I, island when I, she got there? Well, I thought it was kind of like a magical thing. Like, you know, it's just the... It's her spirit animal. It's like her Patronus. I feel like... I feel like there were lions on the island, and she just went and chose one. Okay. She's like, you're going to be my familiar, mm. because I can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but it is like a different lion. Like, she makes it different from the other lions, right? Where she makes it where it can live a little, really long time. I don't know. Like, cause it, you know, it it eventually dies, mm-hmm. which was tough, but I don't know if it lived longer than normal. Oh, okay, okay. I'm assuming that it lived longer than normal because probably it was on a great diet, you know, very healthy lifestyle. But I don't know if it was like living for way too long. Mm, okay, I I. Th- thought i remembered reading that circe had like given it special potions you know given it like a supplement program so that it lived Mm -hmm. for an extended period of time regardless so it sounds like you think circe's lioness just went out found a dude lion and was like let's get it on is -hmm. what you're saying okay i hadn't ever like remembered other lions being on the island so i was just like very concerned with how that happened (laughs) Like, did yeah. Hermes take a weird form? I mean, that's always possible. But uh, no, I'm I'm assuming that there are just other lions, and they're just like not that significant to Circe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, before we move on, I'll say missed opportunity. <laughs> like, like missed opportunity to do, to build an uh, an army of lions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I would agree with that. Nobody's messing with you if you got an army of lions. Come on. That's totally fair. Totally fair. Um, Then you don't have to do the whole pig thing. (laughs) Which, like, not to say that any of what happened to Circe is necessarily her fault. Right. That's good. That's a good point. (laughs) That's very important to say. Uh, But also, an army of lions would have been very cool. Yeah. For sure. There's still time. For sure. There's still time. Still time. Okay. Um, Cersei has been on this island for a while, right? Not much to do, kind of hanging out, but it's just like a beautiful, beautiful spot. You got the you got the beach, some great views. Uh, how good do you think Cersei is at yoga by now? I gotta imagine she's out there doing sun salutations every morning, and is just an absolute pro. This is so true. Ooh. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. And here's when her yoga... Here's when yoga started. It was when the nymphs came. Because nobody does yoga in a vacuum. Okay? Nobody does yoga just for the sake of yoga. Okay? As soon as the nymphs show up, Circe pulls out a yoga mat and walks down to the beach every morning with it. And it's like a bright color and she knows the nymph seer with it. And when she comes back one morning, they're like, hey, what was that spongy thing you took down to the beach? And Cersei's like, oh, you mean a yoga mat? (laughs) I'm sorry, have you not heard of yoga? It's kind of really cool here. Check this out. I've been working on this pose for a while. Ba-boom. Goes into like, I don't know, warrior one. Not that exciting of a pose, but but the nymphs are intrigued. I okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go similar, slightly different. I'm gonna say so Circe learned yoga from what was the what what's the origin of yoga? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Wherever wherever yoga originally came from. Yes. I'm i I'm not I don't wanna do some cultural appropriation stuff here. Wherever <laughs> yeah. yoga originally come from, Circe learns it. I think it came from yogi bear from that cartoon show for sure um and she's just out here doing it and then the nymphs see her and they're like that could probably get me a lot of instagram likes that's Which, where, that's where i think you know all the nymphs are like chasing clout right that's like exactly mm-hmm. what all the nymphs are doing all the time is posting on instagram trying to get those likes Right, yeah. Their their bio, their LinkedIn page is just just says influencer. That's why everybody keeps coming to the island. Is you you get your followers up an insane amount when you go visit Circe. For sure, for sure. She's got a little workshop. Okay, yeah. This is a great point. And she could like. Uh, there's just so many opportunities here. She could get like, oh yeah, it's part of my spells that I do. Gives me my power. She could get all pseudoscience-y with it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just start the goop lab. I feel like it's built for it. <laughs> uh, no, she's not starting the goop lab. What are you, crazy? <laughs> okay, let's let's move on a little bit. The next people that come to the island are... Jason, our boy Jason, and I have Medea. Mm-hmm. And the one who does very... all those movies about Christmas and Halloween. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's very old. Um, 
the the thing that was cool about this part is i don't know that much about this actual story like the the legit mythology yeah. of it yeah um but cool to see medea just like manipulating the crap out of jason yeah. and jason just like <laughs> thinks that he's in charge yeah uh so you don't know that you don't know the rest of the story when they leave no oh dude it's okay so (laughs) what happens is jason and medea go back to the country that they say that they're going to where jason's gonna be king or prince and very quickly jason leaves medea to marry a royal princess and only after medea has two kids with jason and so Medea's like, hey, this is pretty lame. Uh, and so Medea casts a spell on like a crown and then puts it on the head of the woman that Jason is leaving her for. And she lights on fire and burns to ashes in front of him. And then she murders their two children and ascends to the heavens with Zeus. I think it's Zeus. And is like, fuck all y'all. I hated you the whole time anyway. And she just leaves Jason like weeping on the ground. And that's the end of the story. Okay, wow. What an exit. I'll say that. And I will say Circe calls it. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like she knew it was going to happen. It's crazy. (laughs) Pretty, pretty weird there. Um, Also, uh, Medea really into killing kids, apparently. I mean, she's kind of three for three on kids she interacts with, so. That we, we've seen. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Although but I doubt you only hear about the bad ones, Dan. <laughs> I doubt she's teaching like a first grade class, Luke. I would hope not. <laughs> um, okay. Good. Thanks for, thanks for the, little, the little backstory. So we're um, uh, not cheering for anyone in that in that situation yeah hard hard to find literally anyone aside from circe to cheer for i think it's kind of a it's kind of a theme yeah yeah i mean daedalus cool right daedalus seems cool odysseus isn't like the worst of all time right yeah not a lot of great Um, not a lot of great people okay but before we move on from this jason and medea thing who the frick is making all of these rules that the gods have to follow? Who the frick is like, hey, if mortals come to you and request that you cleanse them for their past sins, you can't ask them why. You just have to choose whether or not you do it. That's a Yeah, that's a bad rule. Who? One, who decided that was a good idea? And two, who's enforcing this? What? And, okay, okay, okay. Three, who's, wh- why as a god are you agreeing to this? Because no, <laughs> like, they can come to you and say what they did and ask for you to cleanse them, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. if they're not, <laughs> then it's a bad sign. <laughs> if they're If they're doing this and they do not give you the reason... That's like, yeah, it was probably a bad reason. Don't say no. You just, if that happens, you always say no, right? Unless you just don't care. Unless you're the god that's just like, yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. I but I feel like you're getting you're getting in trouble with some other god, no matter what. Right? Yeah, you're for sure getting in trouble. Like Poseidon comes to Hermes and is like, Hey, I saw that you forgave uh those two bros over there without asking what they did. Mm. Yeah, they they did pet my dog without asking. And my dog has a lot of anxiety around strangers, so it took like four days of treats and coaxing to get him out of his his dog house. So you don't you don't mess with a, a shy dog. I was gonna send a plague with them to destroy their whole town, and now it doesn't. It's not gonna happen because you forgave them. And Hermes, yeah, is you, like, n- you you never forgive. You never do, unless they give you the reason. Yeah, yeah, they for sure have to give you the reason. But but I I think you make a good point. Um, like who? Because it's not just like a, a physical law. It's not like gravity, right? No, where is it from? This is this <laughs> this kind of gets back to my problem with the like Greek gods that we talked about last episode. With like, there's got to be some higher power. If there are rules on you, why don't, why do none of you care about what that is? Why are none of you like, hmm, we should really figure out what's, what's making us forgive these people without asking them about what, what we're forgiving. Well, okay. Okay. Here's, here's my prediction. They're gonna, so I, I feel like there's probably no one doing, no one enforcing this rule is my guess. And eventually someone's going to break it. And nothing's going to happen. Everyone's going to be like, we didn't have to do this this whole time. You're telling me I could have just been like, hey, why? (laughs) Why do you have a big stink cloud following you everywhere? Oh, that would have made life so much easier. Yeah. Would have made, yeah. Either that or people have just been telling Circe these things as like pranks this whole time. And so nobody else has this rule, but Circe just thinks there's a bunch of rules for the gods. Like, you have to feed them before you ask them why they're there. And you have to, you can't ask them what they did before you forgive them. And this is just like Hermes playing a prank on Circe. And he's like, oh, you didn't hear about the forgiveness rule? <laughs> mm. It's a doozy. It's a tough one. Yeah, I could, I could see that being the case. Um, ex- exile's tough, man. She has no one to ask. It's very tough, but also sounds kind of sweet. It does sound great. Um, is the is the turning men into pigs thing like badass or no? Because I go back and forth. Mm. I mean, I think it's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. What's what's mm-hmm. holding you back? It just seems well, I guess it depends mm, on what you do afterwards. Okay, this is my question actually. This is why I'm I'm now unsure. Is she eating them? I don't know. And does that make it more or less badass? <laughs> I feel like eating it or eating them makes it more badass, but also more creepy or i don't know if creepy is the right word but because then it's like is it it cannibalism it's kind of horrifying if she eats them right like 
yes, it's very badass, but yes, it's also like, ooh, I do not want to ask you really anything. Like, I kind of want to be out of here. <laughs> I don't have any more questions about what your whole deal is after I see you do that. Right. But then, okay, but if she's not eating them, what do, like, pigs don't give you anything if you're not eating them, right? I don't know, I don't know a ton about livestock. I doubt she is, like, milking these pigs. <laughs> and she's not, like, keeping, she's not, like, hanging out with them like pets, right? I would hope not. Because that would be very not badass. Ooh, she's I mean, be eating them. She could just be feeding them to her lions and wolves and stuff, right? Mm. Which there, we've come back to badass and not horrifying. There okay, it's yeah, like... That's, yeah, that's the best option. Mm-hmm. I think it's also said when she does it the first time that she like throws him off a cliff or something like that. Or maybe she does that with... I don't... For some reason, I remember like a cliff being involved. <laughs> If you can't tell, we we finished the re- this reading like a week and a half ago. So it's been a little <laughs> while. Could have been a cliff involved. I know she also like sometimes stops at midway. Yeah, that's... And they like die. That's rough. So, okay, okay. I'm going... I'm, I'm choosing to believe that she's turning them into pigs mm-hmm. and then having her like wolves and, and uh, lions use them as like hunting practice. Mm-hmm. Because that's badass and not really horrifying. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm with you there. Speaking of turning people into pigs and then potentially doing something a little uncool, how how is she sleeping with Odysseus before turning his people back into people? How is this okay? I like, mean, it's uh, so. First of all, it's not. Like, come on, brah. I don't know who's more in the wrong here. I want to say Odysseus. Oh, I feel like the power dynamic is not in Odysseus's favor at all. Okay, that's that's true. <laughs> like, I'm Odysseus. I come onto an island, and I can't find my men anywhere, except there's a big crowd of pigs outside. That I've been told are my men because Hermes told me that there's a witch on the island that turns my men into pigs. And then she's like all about it. She's like, (laughs) hey, how are you doing? Okay. Okay. You, you were, you were, I'm not realizing, which was dumb of me, that... Odysseus was doing this as like a manipulative tactic to get his to get his men back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yes. That is that is fair. Um Yeah, I mean for some reason I'm not like giving Circe a hard time for this. Yeah, I'm not either. But there's for sure a power dynamic, right? Mhm. Mhm. I feel like did okay, okay, okay. Did Odysseus know when before they came on this island the situation? Or was it like after they were already turned into pigs, Hermes came and tell, told him? No, I'm fairly certain before Odysseus met Circe, Hermes told him what the deal was. Because But is that bef- 
Is that before or after his men had already been turned into pigs? I think it was after. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, because if it's before, you give you give your boys a little heads up. Like, hey, don't be super mean or rapey to the, uh, to the lady in there. She will turn you into a pig. I love how, I love how in this situation, Odysseus would be saying this, especially just in this instance, like, Hey guys, I know we're normally pretty rapey, just like literally everybody else, but this time it's going to not end up really well. So, so everybody just be chill. Also, just as a safety measure, wear some really loose fitting clothing. <laughs> yeah the the thing about this is odysseus comes in and is like yeah they're not the best guys <laughs> uh but i've been stuck with them for a while it's like you like make them shape up a little you're the captain like they literally stare at you adoringly every second that they're not working on something and you can't be like hey maybe don't rape it's too much to ask, apparently. <sighs> and you, okay, okay. I, you know, you know how I can tell that it's too much to ask for Odysseus. Uh, hey, buddy, you know that wife you keep talking about? You're cheating on her a lot. Yeah, like your men are already not pigs, and you're still. Oh, yeah, you're still. Mm, okay, all right. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, mm, that's on you, bud. He's like, man, I'd really love to get back to my wife. That's all I've been trying to do for the past, like, 10 years. Um, do you mind if I stay here for, like, another year so that we can keep hooking up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they're both kind of in the wrong there? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I'd, I'd say yeah, so. I'd, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, specifically about Odysseus and his wife. Circe has a kid from Odysseus, right? When she's raising the kid, there's no nymphs anywhere on the island. It's just her and her kid. Do you think Circe has any books on the island? Ooh, I don't know. Any, like, story books or maybe, like, government books government textbooks anything like that probably probably not i don't probably not the textbooks i don't think she's got any books so that means she is teaching her son everything Mm -hmm. okay so let me just let me just do a little role play here cersei's son comes up to her and says hey mom how was i made and cersei says oh that's a great question well let me tell you how you know a man and a woman do this kind of thing uh and your father his name is odysseus oh odysseus tell me tell me more about him i'd love to hear more about odysseus well he's from this place he's from ithaca and he is like really famous there and he's got a another son and a wife and he really likes (laughs) goats and your son's like hey hold up what was that part you said before goats (laughs) And Circe's like, uh, he's got a wife and he really likes sailing. <laughs> What's the next question after after Circe says he's got a wife? I mean, okay, okay. 
the the thing that I'm wondering is like did she teach him that you can only have one wife right the question is like what does that mean what does a wife mean mom <laughs> yeah if she could, okay she could be teaching him this guy anything ooh okay so then what's the move what does Cersei tell him a wife means I okay so I don't even think you get to wife first of all okay like because Cersei's goal she has to keep her son on this island <laughs> yeah. or he's gonna die in her mind yeah right you don't tell him about his dad uh hey mom how was I born like how am I how do why do I why do I exist well uh one time I was really bored and I built you out of clay. <laughs> Don't tell him that there's that there's anything outside of the island. Like the world ends at the island. You're saying this is Cersei's big mistake is like Yeah, brain you got to brainwash this kid. <laughs> okay. I feel like yeah, this would have solved like all of her problems, right? Because now she's trying to deal with Hermes being like, hey, kid, you should go out and explore stuff. But but I feel it's, like this, yeah. this gets at the problem that she has with, um, was it 80s? Her brother? Yeah, something. something her like brother. That. Her brother, who basically turns people into zombies. Like, she could have just turned her son into like a zombie that would have never wanted to leave. But that's not that authentic, real human experience she's going for. That's true. She wants the real that's thing, true. baby. You, you've got to know that he's gonna leave, right? Yeah, I, I feel like you kind of hope he leaves, right? It's like, isn't that kind of like every parent's dream? Is like, sure, <laughs> their kid will like live with them for a while, but then they'll figure out their own thing and like get out. I would, you would think so. I mean, okay, she she is pretty convinced that as soon as he gets off the island, he dies. But, um, but maybe you come up with a better spell. Yeah, figure something like, I don't know. Figure something out. Figure something out, please, because you can't just have him living at home for his whole life. Okay, he's gonna be a nightmare. He's going to be a nightmare. He's going to get really into World of Warcraft. Two, I would say two into World of Warcraft. And he's going to be insufferable at the dinner table. Right. You're going to run out of Red Bulls. I think they call them Minotaurs but, uh, <laughs> in this in this universe, Luke. That's fair. Um, okay. Did you... I kind of didn't like Odysseus's effect on Circe. You know? Yeah, I did, didn't. Did you yeah. have that same opinion? Yeah, I get like where she was just very kind of enamored by him. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. I I definitely get that. It it sounds like she was in love. Which yeah, which she is like it's happened before and it's been annoying previously, except with Daedalus. Daedalus was the one where it was like. That I think they had the most, the most potential for a good relationship right. there, but yeah, her and Odysseus is very one-sided. 
And her and the, I don't even remember that dude's name, the weird blue oyster buddy. Glaucos. Glaucos. Her and Glaucos was just, oh. Not great. Not great. Yeah, God, Daedalus is just fantastic at everything. I think Daedalus is the MVP. Daedalus for sure has been MVP so far. Um, okay, okay. How how much is everybody underestimating Circe, though? Because apparently Athena really wants to kill her son, like, so bad. Athena's like, oh, gotta kill that baby. And Athena is, like, one of the most powerful Olympian gods. And Circe can just be like, nah, hold on. Circe can just be like, yeah, it's really hard and I have to cast a spell, like, once every tw- once every month. Which is, like, so annoying. But, yeah, I can basically keep Athena entirely away from the island. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. One thing that I that I is kind of weird about this is Athena can't, like, directly kill her son. Which is another of these rules where it's like, who, who is, who's falling for this? Like, this... Okay, okay. Here's my question. Who is the person that made this rule? And like, why would they allow this technicality? Right? Because Athena's like, that's okay. I'll just send some snakes to kill them. And the person that makes the rule is like, ah, foiled again. Like, no. I know that you killed him, Athena. What, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Right, it's like it's like we're only so far removed from Athena throwing a spear at him and being like, "Well, I didn't kill him, but the <laughs> spear that flew through the air did happen to puncture his heart and murder him." So, got him. Right. This is I a great know. point. Uh, well, I guess if <laughs> I guess you can get away with plausible deniability with the snakes, right? You could be like, Athena could be like, oh yeah, I'm so glad those 40 snakes suddenly appeared and all decided to bite that baby. Oh, big win for Athena today. And the dude that made the rule is like, mm, I'll allow it because I can't prove it was you. In the in the very official court of Olympian gods. Yeah, well, they do it after they do the MVP voting. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, okay, to your point, um, yeah, Circe's pretty impressive. I'm impressed at her ability to combine these herbs in such a way that allows for these very specific things to happen. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, this root is good for pain killing. This root is good for killing infections. When you combine them, and say this word, it stops Athena from coming into the mountain. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that she could she could figure it out. <laughs> it's very impressive. I agree, and it's also impressive. I complained last episode that she's got to have some kind of a scientific method for figuring out how this stuff works, and I think she does, because she spends like months racking her brain trying to figure out how to stop Athena. And then she's like, I've got it, Eureka. I know that this will work. And she does it, and it does work. So, like, she for sure has done some testing. She for sure has, like, you know, tried some things out. She was like, ooh, I need some ghost blood. 
because I know that ghost blood does this thing. So ghost blood. <laughs> that's what she says she uses. She does like a freaking Halloween town spell. <laughs> and uh and keeps Athena at bay. So so yeah, I think I think she has done some testing. Like she does know that what certain combinations will do and and that they'll be effective. Um mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say point rescinded from last episode. We just okay. we just didn't get the boring details of her doing statistical trials. Right, right. She she's making sure she's doing like at least. You think three replicates? What do you think? She's got a lot of time on her hands. I'd say I'm five higher than three. Yeah, I'd say five. five. Good quality control tests. And so we're getting the we're getting the Bill Nye the Science Guy version of things, right? Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. telling us the results of the experiments. If we want to, we can go in and read her papers that she's published in Witch Monthly or whatever the journal would be for witches, and and we can verify. But but she's done the tests. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to decide how how far down the academic stuff to go, but I'm not going to go farther. No. Um, yeah, I, no, no, Cersei's doing, Cersei's killing it with her, with her witchcraft studies and experimentations. Um, and she also apparently can do prophecy. I will say this little Apollo prophecy scene was, was hard for me to follow. Like, I so the the gist of it was that she had to go tell Odysseus, like, to do something, right? Mm-hmm. But as it happened, it was just like Apollo came down and, like, said something to her. And then she had some prophecy and then went to tell Odysseus. Like, hey, Apollo, buddy, like, could you not have done that? No, dude, it's a power play. <laughs> Apollo had to be like... I got to show Cersei that, sure, she's going to keep Athena at bay. But me? Nah. Nah. I'm in it. I also, this is just like, this is something we've talked about in the past. I just like don't really get like prophecy and fate, especially the like Apollo version of this where like, okay, Apollo, you can see the future what like do you just like chill all day then because like everything is just gonna happen anyway like what are you doing apollo and like apparently like if you can see the future you i guess like you had to tell Circe that because that's part of the future like what where is this coming from This is going to be this is going to be a thing that we talk about in every every book that we read that has someone that can tell the future. Okay, here's my biggest thing with this. And this is going to come back to something we've already said. If Apollo can see the future and he knows it's what's going to happen regardless of what he does, there is something creating that future that's more powerful than him. So then is is prophecy just their version of worshiping another god? Ooh. 
Okay, so they've they've talked about like the fates before, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think the fates is 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 it like a god or is it some like nebulous thing that just has a name? I want to say it's just like a. Doesn't Circe's grandmother like control the river of the fates or something like that? I don't know. This uh, this would be for people that know Greek mythology would be able to answer this in a second, probably. Yeah, I mean, I know from Hercules, uh, and I'm talking the Disney movie here, Hercules. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, there's those three sisters that share the eyeball, and they're working with like the tapestry of fate, and so. I think they like can see fate, but they can't necessarily like affect fate. I don't know. I just feel like, guys, if you can see the future, there's something that's causing that to happen and maybe try and figure that out. I think I think that's a good point. Well, Luke. uh, Oh, I think uh, I think I'm getting a getting a prophecy. Hold on. Mm, Yes, Apollo is speaking to me. He's saying. We're going to finish the book this week and return next Thursday uh, with a bunch of hot takes, I think. Uh, ow, they burn. Ow, ow. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> I think he's, he's telling me we just got to keep acting like dumb nerds. Yeah.